Hello everyone, I'm Professor Margaret Rogers Van Koops, and of course everyone calls me Dr. Margaret, and welcome to my show Journey into an Unknown World. For those who are new to this show, it's not really a show, but rather me sharing, teaching some of the things I know here, and of course every show is uploaded to iTunes. So if you would like to listen to all 130 plus shows, then um, please do go to iTunes with the link below and uh, download them all and listen in your own time. Over the years that I've been doing this show, I made a promise to the owner who unfortunately passed over a couple of years ago that I would continue making this show because he sincerely believed that I could help a lot of people the way I helped him. So I continue to do this show every month in honor and memory of such a wonderful man, Brad Salt. So, here today I'd like to talk to you about From Above. You know, we all talk about reincarnation. We talk about, you know, friendships where we say, I think I felt you somewhere in the past. Maybe we were together in a past life. And then we start to use our imagination. And they, perhaps it was in Egypt or Peru or even further back, maybe in Atlantis and so on. Well, what I'd like to do is shift you to a new awareness about how you've known these people before you ever got born. Not in relation to past lives, but rather in relation to the people you've known throughout the universe, throughout all lives that you've ever lived. So I'd like to open your mind up a little bit in this show and say, you know, you haven't always incarnated on this planet Earth. There are billions of stars out there, and there are billions of planets out there, and there are many, many species living on different planets in the cosmos that we cannot even recall, that we cannot even know exist in this time in our life. But let's simplify it a bit. Let's say we'll just stay with this planet for now and think about your heritage. When your great, 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 great-grandparents lived, you were in the spirit world watching them incarnate on this planet. And what you were doing in your own way was observing them, the periods of times of things that they were going through, and while you were looking on, you were giving them your support, your love, your advice as a spirit entity, having promised to watch over them while they are incarnated. So why would you do that? Why would you want to know about your ancestors? Well, the truth is that the more you know about your ancestors, the better prepared you are to come into this world in this time now 
and do the things that you want to do for you. I want to be a little bit religious here for a minute and say whether it was Jesus, Muhammad, or Buddha, or anyone else that you want to think about, they all talk about being enlightened. And here on earth, we talk about being enlightened means someone has given us some information. So we know a little bit more about something that someone else doesn't know much about at all. So as I'm talking here right now, you might be here on my show for the first time and you're saying, well, what's she talking about? I don't understand. And when I mention reincarnation, you may well have discovered that in your life and you may well believe that you have lived in the past. But what about the future? What if you've lived in the year 3,225, just to pick a number? You see, here on this planet, we talk about our time. Why? Because we have night and day, we have calendars, and this is the way we live here. But in the spirit world, it's quite different. In the spirit world, there is no time. So when you decide that you want to congregate with like entities, spirit beings, you are making friends with them in the oneness all the time. Your vibration is going to attract other entities who have a similar vibration. And as we say here on earth, birds of a feather flock together. And that is no different in the oneness. Those of us who are miserable hang around here on earth being miserable together. Those who are happy, they do all sorts of things and keep on being happy until something goes wrong. And then they become miserable. Miserable people, they moan and groan until they find they're sick and tired of being miserable and stimulate themselves to become active positive and productive and achieve happiness. That's a game we play here. But it's no different in the spirit world. So I'd like you to follow me with your imagination. We're going to go back in time. We'll go back five generations. So we're looking at your great-great-grandparents, assuming you're a young person right now. What were they doing and what were you doing? Well, in the spirit world, you congregate together and you and generations to come, which included you, of course, will have made a plan, a plan that would serve you to learn something and each one of those who are going to be your ancestors will have a plan for themselves. And when you've all decided what you would like to do, there must be a common string. And that common string must thread throughout all lives until you arrive. That string is a spiritual one. It is the essence of the divine presence of God. It is the way that you are going to bring to this world new information, new growth from the oneness as time goes by. 
So when you meet your ancestors in the spirit world, they're not really your ancestors yet. They're just people who are about to incarnate, and you are friends with them. And the form that you might have might be something very different from the form that you have now. And some of these people that are going to be your great grandparents and so on down the line until you arrive have actually lived with you in past lives, and some of them may not have lived with you at all, but have rather lived with them in other past lives. But through their integration with their own past lives, you meet their friends in the spirit world or their enemies. Or whatever person they've been to them, husband, wife, daughter, son, cousin, etc. So everyone comes together in the spirit world, and it's as though you're having a grand party, where you unite in the way of the oneness to bond and blend in harmony through that common string. Now there are many, many different varieties of a theme, but I'm going to stay very general and say that the evolution of women is a common thread to see. It's also the evolution of men at the same time, because men and women must interact on the earth, whether it's to procreate, to serve, or to be humiliated, etc. So I'm going to give you a few examples, but before I do that, I'd like you to know that perhaps you're very interested in your ancestors, and perhaps you would like some insight into who they were and what they were doing, because you can't remember right now. And I am able to give you a reading of that information by accessing the. Akashic records and listening to your spirit guides, and so if you want to talk to me about that, you can always connect with me on my email, dr. Margaret M A R G A R E T R V C for my last initials Rogers Van Coops at gmail dot com. I'll repeat that: dr. M A R G A R E T rvc at gmail dot com. So let me come back to the understanding of the spirit world. Not one or two, not four or ten, not hundred, but thousands gathered together in unifying their promises in a oneness sense to focus on the emancipation of women. And the consideration of love, divine wisdom in men, and in the process of coming together, each has had a ceremony, not only with their ancestors to be, but also with their spirit guides, who will be helping each one through each generation. Now. Staying true to your own generation is hard to understand, especially if you consciously don't know who your ancestors were. For example, you might have been adopted, 
And if you were, you would say, well, I don't know who my mother, father, so on, back in line was. And yet there's a part of you that seems to know, to feel a, some talent, some skill. And much to the amazement of those who rear you, you discover these talents and you shine in them. But where did you get them from? How did you get them? Well, some of it might be that, yes, you lived in a past life and you had some experiences in, say, playing music or singing at the piano or running around, you know, hunting boars or something. But that's not important. What is important is to understand that once you've had this grand party with all these spirits, you have a common goal. Then each must, in their own way, separate for a while and go do their own thing until it's their time to be born. So rather than go into each individual, I'd like to stay in the overview and use my life as an example so that you can understand how I turned out to be the person I am today. It is not about me that I want you to cling to, but the threads of how things work. So when my great, great, and I'm going back, an extra great grandparents were born, it was a time when women were completely controlled by men. What we're looking at is the late 17, early 1800s. And what we could see at that time, looking down from heaven to them being born, is a nanny who was employed to take care of this newborn child. Well, the mother was told, you must not go near your child because you are not a fit mother. You don't have enough milk. So we will find a maid, someone who is able to feed your child, and so you will not interfere. Can you imagine doing that today? But in those days, the woman said, well, of course not. You know, I've done enough just giving you a son, some one to carry on the line of the family. After all, the family name is important and our standards of life must be kept up. We are lords and ladies. We cannot be seen groveling around on the floor with our children. We can only sit on the sofa and look mature and sweet and divine while our father, whoever that might be of the child, is busy doing work. I should sit and read. I should sew, make an embroidery, make a pillowcase, do something to occupy my time. And of course, I have to have staff in my home. So I'm going to be very busy organizing the 
housekeeper of the home. And that housekeeper must be very involved with all the staff of running the household. And I am going to rely on her immensely. And should she let me down, what chaos could happen? So I can't possibly let go of my control on the home and, and go and play and have fun and do something else. Also, it would be dreadfully terrible if everyone was to see me out there looking disheveled, my hair, my wig, everything off shape, my dress, my clothes all torn or something terrible. So I would just sit here looking beautiful and gorgeous and entertain the few friends that I have. I'll accept their calling cards and if I'm in the mood, I may see them. But if I don't want to see them, I'll send my footman out there to say, Sir, I'm afraid you are denied entry. Um, you know, the Lord Lady is very busy and is unable to see you today. Now, that person may well be someone in the spirit world that has promised to come into that life and present something to the family that could disturb the family in a way. So here's my great-great ancestors, royalty, trying to be more than royalty, if you know what I mean, trying to impress the world with their lands. Yes, they had tobacco plantations and such like things like that. And keeping up appearances so that everyone looked well. The difference with my family was they cared about their servants and they cared about their slaves. Now you might say immediately, oh, um, I don't want to listen to Margaret because she had ancestors who had slaves. I'm a black person and so on and so forth. Or you might say, well, this woman, she had a second generation of ancestors who were in India and uh, they had servants and they had whole families and so on and so forth. It sounds snobbish, doesn't it? But you see, in that meeting, in the oneness, when everyone came together, everyone knew exactly their role that they had chosen to live. And so if we switch to the grandchildren of my great-great-great-great-great-grandparents, we've got a movement, a change in the energy, where families were dining with the royalty, to now we're in India trying to help the Commonwealth of India, which was part of England at that time, to learn from us, to stand in their own pride. And we have to be there and integrate with their faith, their philosophy, their theology, their different cultures, and so on. And so that kind of energy went on down into my grandparents eventually. There were admirals in my family. There were uh, engineers in different ways. And this was all on my father's side. 
But what was happening on my mother's side? My mother's side was also coming from a different space in time. What little I do know is that we have a sort of Romeo and Juliet scenario where we shouldn't be crossing races. And if you remember, long ago, well, not so long ago, really, even as far back as when I was born, it was not right to marry outside of your race. And yet royalty could. After all, how many kings and queens were there all over the world, especially in Europe, and Russia, and so on? And we all know what happened. Revolutions. Different things happened. And with the changing of the world through the life of Victoria, Queen of England, we found we were beginning to be free. Now, just stop and think. If you're a spirit in the spirit world and you bonded with all these people that are going to be your ancestors by the time you come into embodiment, what were you doing? Well, the truth was, you were looking down on them, you were watching them, and you were helping them as much as you could from a spiritual point of view to bear their pain, to bear their sorrow, to try and find fairness and honesty in everything that they did. And if you found that some of your today ancestors back then who were then going to be the people who are your forefathers in the sense that they are preparing the way for you, you would also be entwining your spirit with each one of those people who are part of your family. And at the same time, you would be bonding with all their associates, with all their other friends, and so on. So stop and think for a minute. Five generations. How many friends do you think they all had? What kind of classes? Maybe they were servants. Maybe they were on the street. Maybe they were transients. Maybe they were born in different countries. Whatever it was, in some way, you were watching them. You were guarding them. You were guiding them. You were helping them to live the life they'd chosen to live. And according to their faith, and according to their desires and passions, you would inspire them to try and keep on their pathway so that ultimately, when it is your turn to be born, that it would evolve in such a way through the relationships of one another, whether they be husband and wife, cousins, friends of friends, enemies of enemies, and remembering there have been many wars throughout the years, you can understand that everyone who is to be born is very busy watching all the people who are on earth at this time, making sure that they stay on their pathway and do focus on what is to come in the future. Now, here I want to pause again and say, you know, all of you who follow me, I've written many books and if you go to Amazon and type in my name, most of my books will come up. 
But recently, I have done a new book called The Dark Side. It's not about devils and goblins and things. It's about how we have to walk sometimes in the darkness, as does the spirit world in the darkness, as does the cosmos in the darkness, in order to create change by having polarities in opposition, positive and negative. These interactions happen here on Earth. Now I've said enough about that, and I don't have a lot of time left. So I'd like to say here again: Let's now think of you here on this planet. Whether you can remember your mother, your grandmother, your great grandmother, your great great grandmother, and so on back in time, then. Why are you wondering? Because what you're saying is, those women who came before me paved the way for me to be as independent as I can be today. Those of you who have ancestors who've been enslaved, you're free now. Stop worrying about what was. Be free. Do not live in enslavement, but live in freedom. Those of you who've been in higher class backgrounds, stop thinking about the royalty and the status and all that. Do what I did, chuck it out the window, and just say to yourself, "That was then; it's not now." But as a result of it, I've learned to be sensible. I've learned to consider others. I've learned to walk the middle road, knowing that the dark and the light is within me. And of many, perhaps you've been born in China or, you know,、uh, some island in the middle of nowhere in Polynesia, wherever it is, the story is not different. You have been looking down on those people you now call your ancestors. Watching them living their life, helping them in the best way you can to stay on the pathway that this particular era was moving through. So, what was it? What was happening? Basically, we really saw the crisis come to a point in the late 1800s when women had no say as to who they were to marry. Many women were locked up and imprisoned in asylums because their husbands wanted their money to get out of debt, so they could gamble, or trade away, or do something. Women suffered, no matter who they were. And then we had the suffragettes who fought for their freedom to vote. And here we are today, free individuals, where we can all vote and we can all say. Whatever it is we want to say, and even better than this, for me in my generation, a mother who had children needed to stay married because the man provided the income. Today, women provide the income, while a lot of men stay home to look after the babies. What a switch! But that is what we knew we were trying to bring into this world, five generations behind us. And so, while each generation of women and men 
were going through their lives, improving things from agriculture to industry, to chemical warfares, to battles, to World War One and World War Two, to Vietnam. The men were learning fighting isn't what we need. We need unity. And meanwhile, the women were saying, "We're at home. I hope our man is fine." But underneath it, they were saying, "Why don't they ask us what we would say? Because we would not fight; we would talk it through." And so I say to you now, this is my message to you: be appreciative that you, as a spirit entity, looked over your ancestors, whoever they were, and whatever they were doing, trying your best to guard. Them through all their ups and downs, so that they will arrive at the point in your life when your mother can birth you. So whether you have animosity to your mother or not, know this: from your spirit, from your soul, she loves you, and is grateful for your support as a spirit entity to her while she was living through her turmoil. Or whatever it was that was going on, and when you arrived, you gave her healing and joy. And now, as you live your life, know that you have done the same for your children. They are grateful for you giving them life. Encourage them to be strong, powerful, free, and independent. Encourage them to honor and respect. All people, however different they may be, whether they be a black or white, a pink or purple or blue, it doesn't matter what color they are. It's their heart, it's their soul, it's the part of them that loves unconditionally, as God created us to be. If you have a question about this, please do read some of my books and briefly hear. You might like to read about my life, my journey into the oneness. You might like to read the rejection syndrome, so you see how you're encoded. Or if you're a student who really wants to study, the book is "Journey into an Unknown World: The Way to Oneness Revisited," and of course, I have lots of other books as well. Again, I want to thank you for listening to these shows and for supporting me throughout these years. And I would be extremely glad if you would just share these shows with your friends, your families, even your enemies, because in some way, when I'm speaking to you, I and the Holy Hosts are speaking to you. Yes, you can do that too, because remember. You knew all these people in the spirit world long before you ever became a baby on this planet. So thank you for listening, and I hope you'll come back when I do our next show next month. Bye for now.